I'm gonna go back and recap just a little bit. I, I we shared on last Sunday how faith is encoded in the written word of God, and that's the power that is in the word, and that power has ability to change whatever you're looking at. And we got to understand that the Bible, the word of God, has everything we need to change what we're looking at. There's nothing in your life that is so drastic that the word can't change it. Faith exists everywhere at once in the realm of all possibilities. Man, I love that when I heard that. It's the only thing, faith is the only thing that has a legal right to operate in both realms. It's the only thing that God ordained. This is why we must know faith. Because it is what transfers everything from our life to heaven and back and forth. That's the way, that's our communication mode. It's called faith. Mm. So we have a seen realm and the unseen realm. All things that we see operates on a frequency. And they have a vibration to them. We talked about quantum physics a little bit last Sunday. Remember that? And we talked about that subatomic level where there's a frequency. Everything. You're sitting in that chair right now. It's still moving. It looks solid, and you're sitting in it, but it's in motion. Hmm. Because why? It's operating on a frequency. Hallelujah. So this microphone I'm holding, it's still, it's still in motion. You have a frequency and a vibration that can be measured. Hmm. Which means you're in motion. Hallelujah. Now, all vibrations can be measured when we go to the subatomic level. That means we're going into the realm of possibility, but it's the unseen realm. Everything about you can be measured. You know, I was listening to a scientist, and I was listening to a Christian scientist, and they were saying if you take a clock and you slow it down, the, 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 the uh, closer it gets to the speed of light, it stops because time doesn't exist in the realm of possibility. That's how powerful faith is. Time doesn't exist in the realm of possibility. That's why you can say it now and it's happening now. Because it's in both realms. Mm. It's just that our natural eye can't catch the movement because we slow down. See, God had to slow us down in order for us to operate in this natural realm. We weren't designed to live like this from the beginning. But now we have to live in what we call time. So we're slowed down a little bit. But faith, say faith, push you back in the realm of possibilities. Mm. All, say all, of our words have a frequency to them. Look at Genesis chapter 1. 
and look at verse 1, Genesis chapter 1. In the beginning, God created the heaven and the earth, and the earth was without form and void, and darkness was upon the face of the deep. And the Spirit of God, who was present? The Spirit of God was present. Moved upon the face of the waters. And God said, what was the Spirit of God waiting on? It said it was hovering over the waters. And God said, let there be light. And there was light. Who do you think went to work? The Spirit did. He was hovering over the waters, waiting for the command of God. As soon as God said, let there be light. It happened at the same time. Now, one scripture says God is light. And we know that scripture talks about that there is no darkness in him. But God is light. How fast is light? God is light. He lives in the realm of possibilities where there is no time and there is no distance. Oh, Jesus. Mm. God spoke the world into existence with his words. God used the force or the power of his words to create. The same faith he gave us. Look at Hebrews 1. Yeah, Hebrews chapter 1. See, we, we got to get out of this hope so zone that we've been living in and calling it faith. No, that's not faith. Because when you got faith, you're you dealing from the unseen realm. And you know you got the ability to change what you're looking at. When you're operating by faith, the God kind of faith. I'm not talking about positive thinking. Do you have it? Say, I have it. All right. Look at uh, verse 3, Hebrews chapter 1, verse 3. And I want to read this out of the Amplified Classic. He is the sole expression of the glory of God, the light being, the outraying or radiance of the divine, and he is a perfect imprint and very image of God's nature, upholding and maintaining and guiding and propelling the universe by his mighty word of power. When he had offered himself, accomplished our cleansing of sins and witness of guilt, he sat down at the right hand of the divine majesty on high. So we see here that it took the force of faith to create the world we see. Everything you see in the natural is not hewn out of natural. It was made out of spirit words first. Whew. Therefore, because it's hewn out of God, and God lives in the realm of all possibilities, then everything we see can respond and should respond to our words. Because they came out of the realm of God. They, were, they didn't come from this natural realm. 
Oh, Jesus. So therefore, they'll respond to your words. Whether your words are bad or good, things are responding to your words. Hmm. While you're in Hebrews, look at chapter 11. Starting with verse 1 through 3. Now faith is the substance. <laughs> faith is the substance. It's the tangible substance of things hoped for. The evidence of things not seen. For by it the elders obtain a good report. Verse 3. Through faith we understand that the worlds were what? Framed by what? So you are framing your world with your words. Nobody's doing that but you. You say, well, I'm not talking mean or nasty, but you're talking because you're always in motion. Your body is giving off words because it's constantly in motion. It's sending the signal. You know how when people don't want to hear you, they go, they ain't saying it out their mouth, but they go, did they just say something? What did they do it with? With their body, so their body said a word. Ha, yeah, see, you, didn't, you don't think this is very serious because we don't use our words correctly, nor our, nor our emotions. Hmm. So our words go down to the subatomic level, which is known as the invisible realm, but where everything is possible. Now, in the subatomic world, nothing happens separate of the observer. So I am the observer. Nothing happens without me. In other words, atoms respond to not only our words, but our actions. Mm. This is this is good, y'all. So what we say do matter. What we say and do matter. Let me I want you to I don't want to make it seem like I'm leaving out your actions. What we say and do matters. I am not a plant expert. So I had to use an example of what I know I worked on. But I am a little, I know a little bit about plants. I'm good at keeping mine alive. Hallelujah. I have plants in my home that I've had for more than 15 years. And how do you keep them alive so long, Pastor Diana? Because I talk to them. And if you're sitting in my kitchen and get too close to my baby, my kids will tell you. Mama said, don't hit my baby. They laugh because they know, they've heard me say that to them on several occasions. But they're still healthy and they're flourishing. They're still yielding. They're still developing babies, growing. I mean, I looked at them the other day and I said, oh, my gosh, look at you. And I put them in a bigger pot and then they spread and out of that pot. And they're over 15 years old. That's what they were designed to do is to keep reproducing. 
I talked to them. One of them came under attack. You know what I did? I said, if Mark can't can heal the CD, work for my body. I put the CD on for my plants. I put it in my bowls in my kitchen so my plant could hear it and let it play all day long. And you know what she did? She got better. <laughs> I play music for them. They have the ability to hear. They are responding to your atmosphere, to your words. Everything responds to you. God gave them a command to respond to our words. Woo, Jesus. So if you got an unhealthy plant, maybe your environment is unhealthy. Because <laughs> they don't die for no reason. Ooh, Jesus. And then I tell my plants every night, I said, baby, you don't ever have to worry about being fed or water. Mama going to take good care of you. <laughs> well, that's what I tell them. Look at Luke chapter 17. See, y'all think that's far-fetched, but I, I know that realm is there. Look at verse 6. Luke 17, verse 6. Hmm. This is Jesus talking. How many of y'all going to believe what Jesus said? Okay. And the Lord said, if you have faith as a grain of mustard seed, you might say unto this sycamine tree, be thou plucked up by the root, and be thou planted in the sea, and it should. The word should takes is another a form of shell, and it says it shall obey you. In other words, it must obey you. See, it can't do a different assignment. When who God has put over the earth talks, everything that's under us has to respond. Man. You don't know how powerful you are. That's been our problem. We're born again, but we don't know the power that resides in our words and our actions. He says, you can speak to it, and it should obey you. So when you speak negatively about your finances, your health, your marriage, your children, you are releasing words that are filled with fear, doubt, and unbelief. Every time you talk like a, uh, you know, whatever, I got ready to say something else, but every time you talk like that person, that's not like the word. That's going all the way down to the subatomic level. See, it's not noticeable first on the surface in the natural realm, but it's creating on the subatomic level. It always has to start in that realm first because that's where words come out of. It has to begin in the unseen realm first. Every doctor tell you, if you want to be healthy, you start on the inside first. We try to change our outside appearance, but your inside is broke down. You need to fix your gut. Eat right. Eat some things that cause your bioflavonoids to come back up so your body can operate and digest food correctly. A lot of the problems we have, the itching and headaches, they're issues of eating incorrectly. And your body not able to digest all the stuff you're sticking in it. You might need to go on a fast. 
so your body can align up again so you can handle it right. Oh, Jesus. It says, so when we are releasing words all the way down to the subatomic realm, the unseen realm, and the unseen realm will begin to shape and frame your seen world. It's going to start building what you keep telling it. So if you keep saying, I'm broke, it's hard, it's hard out here, you can't hardly make it, then that's what your unseen realm is building. And until you go all the way back down to that level and destroy that structure you built, the natural doesn't change. It gets worse. Because your words are framing your natural arena. Anybody learning? Mm. Look at Mark 4. Look at verse 35. I know we read this account before, but let's look at it again. And the same day when the even was come, he said unto them, let us pass over unto the other side. So what did Jesus say? We're going to the other side. He didn't say we're going to stop in the storm and you're you going to cry and you might have hissy fit, but I'm going to rescue you. He told them, we're going to the other side. That's all they should have understood. And when they had sent away the multitude, they took him even as he was in the ship. And there were also with him other little ships. And there arose a great storm of wind and waves beat into the ship so that it was now full. And he was in the handle part of the ship. Jesus had already given the command to go over, so Jesus was not worried like them. He went to sleep. He was in peace. He was asleep on the pillow. And they awake him and say unto him, Master, don't you care that we are dying? Sound like the Israelites. You got us all the way out here in the wilderness to kill us. Don't you care that we dying? We dying of thirst and hunger? Man, I'm going to tell you the truth. If I had been the Israelites, now you know what I don't know, because you can't say what you would have done back then. But it seemed like to me they would have gathered themselves knowing that if God took a whole family that went against Moses and Aaron and swallowed them up in the ground, I, I would have never had another complaint. <laughs> I wouldn't have been that stupid. But see, that's what happens when your mind is shackled and bound by fear, doubt, and unbelief. You don't see that you are the issue. And your mouth is in your way. Watch this. And he says, look at verse 39. And he arose and rebuked the wind and said to the sea. What did Jesus say to the sea? Was peace there all the time? No. What did he do? He called it. And just the moment he said it happened, Jesus understood the unseen and the seen realm. He knew he said, peace. That sounded like God said, let there be light. Jesus said, peace. And peace showed up. 
Ooh, Jesus. Be still. The waves stopped going back and forth. The wind ceased, and there was a great calm. See, because Jesus spoke. Jesus understood the seen and the unseen realm. Now, when we observe or pay attention to a problem, it becomes bigger or greater. Jesus spoke to things, and things obeyed him. Now, let's just say you're dealing with a financial issue, or maybe it's your health. Here's what you should do. Are you ready? I'm giving you a simple answer. If you can't do this, you might need to check your birth certificate. You find the scripture that proclaims what you want. You come into agreement, say agreement, not half-heartedly. You come into agreement with that word. Then turn your eyes away from the problem. You can't keep rehearsing it and talking it and telling everybody that you need that you think you need to, uh, to get a, a your valve release. All this stuff we got to tell everybody our issues. Something wrong with that is to keep the negative alive. And then focus on the word of faith that you came into agreement with. You're, you're not supposed to be paying attention to what's happening. You focus on the answer, not the problem. Most Christians pray the problem, not the answer. This is why you don't get the answer. Because you're praying a problem. God not interested in you praying your problem. What did I say about your issue? He said, put me in remembrance of my word, not your problem. A lot of you lack faith because of what you believe. <laughs> because what you believe creates doubt. You believe God will hear you no matter what you say. And I'm here to tell you, you are absolutely wrong. Somebody told you no matter how you say it, just say it. And the Lord will understand he read through it. Now, that might work when you was a baby. But if you're wearing pamphlets and you can walk, this don't work for you. And we try, we trying to be in the crib when we walking. We want to act, we want people to handle us like we grown, but we act like we still in the crib. You know what I'm talking about. You, you want somebody to call you this great Christian, but you don't have faith. You want to be super sister spiritual in certain environments or brother know-it-all in certain environments, but you can't get it to work in your house. Something wrong with this picture. And people listening to you got issues themselves that they can't look in there and say, you know what? She ain't got all that going for herself. Especially if they're trying to tell you something that you're dealing with and they still got the problem. Now, if they're talking faith and building you up, that's one thing. We can come into agreement. See, you got to stop playing these Christian games with people. All right. Romans chapter 7. Y'all learning? All right. We're get, we, we getting this word in us because y'all not going to be ignorant. If you're ignorant, it's going to be by choice, not because we're not teaching you. 
Romans chapter 7, verse 21. If you need to go back and listen to the lesson from Wednesday night on love, how it relates to your faith. Because I'm going to tell you the truth. You see, the Bible, the whole Bible is written to work together. Not so you can separate and, and put in a compartment what you want to work. It doesn't work like that. Romans chapter 7, look at verse 21. This is Apostle Paul. He's talking about how that, um, he said, when I want to do good, I, I, I keep, seem like I keep doing what's wrong. He says, then I find a law that when I would do good, evil is present with me. So he's saying, in other words, evil is always going to be present because we're living in this environment. You can't erase evil. So the temptation to consider the problem is going to always be present. But don't choose the conversation. You still have to choose the conversation. Are y'all hearing me? So if you think being in faith means that you'll never have a temptation to doubt or fear, you're wrong. It's going to always be present. That's what Apostle Paul just said. But it's how I choose. Mm. According to Proverbs 18.21, it says, death and life are in the power of my tongue. The ability of my tongue is it? look, the ability of what happens in my life is in my tongue. Come on, say, my life is in my tongue. And what I choose is going to happen to me. I don't care what happened to you when you was a little girl. It could have been horrendous or look bored. It could have really been bad. And it might have been a bad life growing up. You might have had a rough. I had a rough. I lived in poverty as a child. But you can't let that keep shaping your life today. You're broke on purpose. Your mom and daddy didn't make you broke. It's the choices you make. Oh, Jesus. Because death and life are in the power or the ability of your tongue. And what you say and keep saying, you're going to eat the fruit or the harvest from your words. Because they're going to come. See, it's building. Just because you don't see it today on the, on the scene realm does not mean it's not building. And that works on the good. You can't give up because you're not seeing a manifestation at this second. It is building and constructing. This is why faith has to stay in your mouth and in your heart and before your eyes. You got to keep this word before you. So you cannot speak fear and get a faith manifestation. Not going to work. Now go to this favorite scripture. Everybody ought to know this one. Mark 11. <laughs> 22. I can't teach it quite like Pastor Mark Hankins, but uh, I'm going to do what the Lord told me to say, and I'm going to be happy. How about that? Pastor Mark, thank you for all the years of teaching on faith. I enjoy listening to his teaching on faith. Glory to God. And Jesus answering said unto them, have faith in God. For verily I say unto you, that whosoever, who's the whosoever? Okay, you the whosoever, shall do what? 
Okay, so that means the whosoever got to do what? They got to speak. Say unto this mountain, be thou removed, and be thou cast into the sea, and guess what? And shall not do what? So that means doubt is present. But who got to choose? I do. So now I'm getting ready to choose what I'm going to say because I know doubt and faith is present. Which one I'm going to say? Uh, listen, you're listening, aren't you? Which one I'm going to choose to say first? Now, I know I knew you were saying the right answer today. But in your question, which one am I going to choose to say first? Because the first one take precedent. Then you can always go back and fix it. But the first take, because that's what's coming up out of you. That's what's in abundance. The first thing you say, oh, Jesus. This is why you got to retrain yourself to talk right. He says, be thou removed and be cast into the sea and shall not doubt in his heart, but shall believe that those things which he saith, who's doing this talking? I am. The things that I say, not what Jesus said, the things I say. Jesus spoke to the fig tree. You can't say the fig tree that Jesus spoke to, I'm speaking to you. No. You got to say it as though it's you. You are Jesus in the earth. Mm. He says, those things which he says shall come to pass. He shall have whatsoever he saith. Therefore I say unto you, what things soever you desire when you pray, believe. Now guess what? Now see the element of doubt has got to be settled when you're getting ready to talk like God. You're choosing what God has said about you. Mm. He says, what things soever you desire when you pray, believe that you receive them and you shall have them. Now he's saying, he says, you, you confirmed that I am going to do what God says. I'm saying this out of my heart and out of my mouth, and I'm believing it, and I'm not letting go. Mm. He says, if you won't quit, you'll have what you say. The devil don't care that Jesus said. He knows Jesus right. He won't know what you're saying. So Jesus spoke to things and things obeyed him. And in essence, what Jesus said that we should, we could, and we should speak to things. Hmm. So, but we have to choose which conversation we're going to have. Ah, glory to God. Now, as we do the speaking or the commanding, I can have whatever I am willing to believe and own up to. Because you got to own up to the word that you're confessing. Because that's what confess means. It don't mean just to say something repeated. It actually means to own up to it. Possess it. Own it as yours. 
That's where the confession is. I own these words as mine. Oh, Jesus. Therefore, because I believe in them, I'm willing to speak them. Oh, Jesus. James chapter 1. We're going to close in just a little bit. James chapter 1. Look at verse 5. Hmm. If any of you lack wisdom, let him ask of God, that give it to all men liberally, and abradeth not, and it shall be given him. See, that, that's a faith move. But look at verse 6. But let him ask in what? Let him ask in what? Nothing wavering. You settled all doubts. You chose the word of faith. Nothing can waver. That means you can't, you can't be going in and out saying, you know what? Well, you know, I thought the Lord healed me because you got a little itch back. I thought I was healed, but it came back. How did it come back? Because you got an enemy. Now, he's not trying Jesus. He's trying you. You ever seen your kid, you tell them not to do something, and they look around the corner to see if you're looking? They trying you. They ain't trying the room. They trying to see if you can be who you say you are. If you told us I'm going to spank your behind if you do that again, and they look and they say, I don't believe what she said. I don't believe what he said. So I'm going to try and see. And if you don't beat them, you just lie. And they're going to do it again. Because <laughs> you just lied to them. You may never say it, I lied to you. You did it with your actions. You were too tired to whip them that night. So you let them off the hook. You didn't know my mama. Good thing because mama wake you up in the middle of the night, pull them covers back, and snatch you. <laughs> and anybody was laying in the bed next to you, because, you know, during that time, sister shared a bed. And if you didn't move out the way, you were going to get whipped too. Because <laughs> mama was going to keep her promise. And guess what we never did? We never sassed our mama. Now we See, we, we don't even think about daddy because dad. Daddy just look at you the right way. He didn't have to say a whole lot, but mama would snatch you in a heartbeat. <laughs> and she didn't play. Didn't I tell you not to do that? Whipping you all at the same time, telling you that stuff. You saying, I ain't going to never do that one again. Because <laughs> you be crazy like the Israelites to think she mean what she said. After getting a whipping like that, you don't want that whipping again. If I'm going to be whipped, it be for something else, but not for that. <laughs> I ain't that dumb. <laughs> Woo. Okay. He said, ask in faith, nothing wavering. But he that wavereth is like a wave of the sea, driven with the wind and tossed. For let not that man think. Don't even assume. 
that he shall receive anything of the Lord. Why? A double-minded man is unstable in all his ways. So when you talk up and down and you, you would not uh, uh, say, you just say, uh-uh. I can't read this. Sometimes <laughs> I'm looking at my notes and I'm laughing at my notes. <laughs> Sometimes you feel, notice what I said. You feel like it. It doesn't have to be true. You're just feeling it. Like everything's going okay. And you talk a strong game about God. You ever been there? Oh, we bold as a lion. We can move a mountain. Cause we got a little breakthrough. But then when it's not so okay and you want someone to have pity on you, you talk like a train just dragged you over seven miles of track through no man's land. <laughs> we can't find Jesus in your conversation. You're talking just like a sinner. What's happening to your subatomic world? And most people never go back and fix that. You have to go and pluck up that stuff. Because it's still building. And just because you're not saying it today doesn't mean it's not being built. It's just waiting. Because you never plucked it up. When you want a plant to die, you can't keep it in soil. You got to take it out of the soil. You got to pluck it up from the root. Because it's going to create, the Bible Jesus said, it's going to cause you to be wavery. Why? Because in your foundation, at your subatomic level, you still got all this mess that's rocking and rocking the boat and creating chaos. Get in there and clean that mess up. If you don't know what you got down there, ask the Lord, say, Lord, show and put the light on it. Whatever it is, I pluck it up from the root, and I curse it now, and I call it to die. I will not doubt your word. I reject and renounce everything that I thought that was against your word. You can't play religious and traditional. Or you ever heard people make a statement like this? I don't care if I don't get what I'm praying for. What's the point in praying? See, they say that because they don't know how to get the answer. And you know you're lying because you really do care. You're just not keeping the word in your mouth and in your heart. We allow sometimes our environment, the people we hang out with, to influence what we say. You won't say it in every environment. <laughs> chicken. Chicken, chicken, chicken. You got to learn. You know what? You got to be willing to say what's right even when don't nobody like you. And you know they don't like what you're saying. You still got to say what's right. <laughs> James said by the Holy Spirit, you are walking in fear, doubt, and behaving like a wave on the sea, and you have no real Bible expectation of anything coming to pass. 
That's what we just read. Last scripture, I believe, Luke 18. Are you still learning? You said, great God Almighty, Pastor, give you a lot of scriptures. You need them. Luke 18, look at verse 6. When you don't need the word, you're going on to heaven. And we'll meet you on the other side. But while you're here, you need the word. Luke 18, verse 6. Now, this is the uh, occasion where the, the woman, the widow, goes to the unjust judge asking for protection. And look at verse 6. And the Lord said, hear what the unjust judge said. And shall not God, let's go back up. I missed the, uh, go, let's go back up to verse 2. There was in a city a judge which feared not God, neither regarded man. He didn't care about nobody. And there was a widow in that city, and she came unto him, saying, Avenge me of my adversary. And he would not for a while, but afterward he said within himself, Though I fear not God, nor regard man, yet because this widow troubleth me, I will avenge her. Lest by her continued coming, she break me down, she weary me. <laughs> now see, a lot of people take that as the way we deal with God. And that's incorrect. You, you don't have to bombard the gates of heaven to be heard. You ain't got to do all that stuff. You just got to talk faith. You know, we were bombarding the gates of heaven, and we were taking this and this. And I mean, all that has its place. But you don't have to bombard the gates of heaven. Jesus said, come boldly to the throne. He didn't say nothing about you but tearing down no gates. <laughs> you might be going the wrong way if you got to go through a gate. <laughs> okay, that's just a joke. <laughs> he didn't say nothing about tearing down no gates to get to him. He said, come boldly. Why? I've given you access. You see how ignorant we are? Can be about things. But look, look, look what he said. He says, and the Lord said, hear what the unjust judge said, and shall not God avenge his own elect, which cried day and night unto him, though he bear long with them? Now, I'm going to explain that in just a minute. I tell you that he will avenge them speedily. Nevertheless, when the Son of Man cometh, shall he find what? Faith. The devil is after your faith, and God is looking for faith. And that's what you got to be mindful of at all times. So this woman knew something that far too many Christians don't know. She knew she had a right to protection. And all she was doing was demanding her rights. But guess what she had to do? She had to proclaim her rights. She had to be bold enough to go in there and say, this is my right. I'm a citizen. I have a right to protection. Mm. If she had never done it, it would have never got done. Therefore, she could put a demand on it, even when the unjust judge did not want to give it to her. He understood she knew her rights, and she backed them off. Now, he said, she weary me, she troubling me. That's because he knew she was right. 
and he still had to abide by the law. Say the law. The law of faith said you got to back down. Because God's mouth is talking. Mm. I don't care what it looks like. I know my rights. I'm not supposed to be like this. I'm not supposed to accept sickness. It's not part of me. And I ain't backing down from it. I'm not supposed to be broke endlessly. I'm not supposed to be so happy with just being getting along. No, when there's more for me to have. I know my rights. This is why we're reading the Bible so we'll know our, you know. She knew she had a right to protection. Therefore, she could put a demand on it. Even when the unjust judge did not want to give it to her. Her words of faith moved the unjust judge to act in her favor. Now, that, that was a, a, a citizen talking to a, a sinner. That's not the way God deals with you. Jesus said right here that this woman got what she wanted by what she was willing to say. Now, don't put God in the same category as the unjust judge. Jesus said, God will answer you the moment you say, remember the unseen realm, the subatomic realm, where the realm of all possibilities. The moment you say, it happens. The moment you speak words of faith, it happens. The moment you speak words of faith, it's happened. It's already done. It's already done. The moment you decree words of faith, it's already done. It's what we're building with our words every day that's determining how fast it manifests. Mm. Jesus was impressed with the woman's persistence. He didn't care nothing about it. Jesus wasn't paying attention to the judge. He looked at that woman's persistence. She didn't cave in when the unjust judge said, told her no the first time. He told her, I ain't doing it. She kept speaking what she knew she had a right to. So what the devil say? God ain't going to answer you this time. If you know your rights, don't you cave in. Don't choose the conversation of fear, doubt, and unbelief. Because it is present. Because we're living in a realm where fear, doubt, and belief, unbelief lives. And it's going to be present. Did you learn anything this morning? 